You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Shadows podcast, I am your host Shane Grove, and with me, as always, even though it's late, the super producer Jason. Greetings, everyone. I'm just glad you didn't like, you know, try to fight back that you're late or whatever. You know, I'm just glad that you just came in with the greetings and were very pleasant about it. Absolutely, I, I'm working on a I, podcast for our audience. <laughs> I appreciate your professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I you know Jason's tough coming back from vacation. Um, you know, as we record this, it, it was my first day back to work, and uh, I think uh, I think I'm already planning my next vacation. I gotta be <laughs> honest. With you. Well, I, I believe this, it. This working stuff is not. Uh, it's just not working out anymore. I gotta say, you know. Uh, so I'm, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to uh, glad to be here tonight, uh, recording this uh, this episode because, um, and I've been teasing you, Jason. I've been teasing you with this with this guest. You know, oh, yeah. uh, he's he's got you know, and once we get to the get, to, gosh, I'm putting so much pressure on it. I am. I really am. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, th- this this guest tonight. Um, I got a hold of us through social media. Uh, said he had a story to tell. I got I got to talk to him. Great guy, fantastic, uh, fantastic guy. Great story. And it's like you know, well, let's let's see let's see what you got. Let's come on and entertain our our audience and uh, tell your story. Then he then he you know tells us he's got some ghost stories too. So he totally I, I don't know what else he's got up his sleeves for us tonight. 
So uh, we'll uh, we'll introduce and, and believe it or not, he goes by Happy. So Happy, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I've uh, you know long time fan, first time caller, and uh, <laughs> glad you're back from vacation. And Jason, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you very much, <laughs> sir. Glad to have you. Glad you can make it. <laughs> yeah, I just got to give you a little bit of a jab there, man. Oh, yeah. But uh, so I, I don't know what you guys want to talk about first, um, other than I, I grew up in East yeah. Georgia and uh, Augusta. And so I'm, I'm really, I obviously can't hide my identity with a name like Happy Man from Augusta. So I don't care anymore um, as to what's going on. But grew up in a haunted house and had a couple of, uh, I don't know, Sasquatch uh, encounters swamp ape whatever you want to call them uh growing up deer hunting in augusta uh in my younger years and i pretty much quit deer hunting after that and i have been deer hunting uh, since the last episode maybe three times in 25 years so chased out of the woods well let's well let's let's start let's start with let's start with you know growing up in a haunted house because to me that would be enough to to you know, set me straight. I wouldn't even go hunting. I, well, yeah, I, anything I, to get out of the, anything to get out of the house. <laughs> but, yeah. So but, tell us a little. So tell us a little bit about the about the house and, and some of the stuff that that happened to you growing up. So I grew up in a, a small house that was owned by a couple that we we knew the family and, and uh, we bought it was on about three acres in outside of the city of augusta right across the street from a pond and as we talked earlier you always hear when you start remodeling if there's a spirit attached to the house or something that's when occurrences started happening so i guess i was about eight and we remodeled the kitchen and turned it into my bedroom at which point weird things started happening to me there was always a cold breeze blowing through the house. It was always my belongings getting shoved, disheveled around, uh, hats getting moved, shoes getting moved, losing jackets. Uh, I had a set of HO scale army men that were my pride and joy. I had them numbered, uh, picked them up every time I got finished playing with them. Uh, we left the house one day to go shopping. No dogs in the house, no cats. Uh, placed the box on top of the console television. And when we came home, it was literally like the box had exploded, and these army men were everywhere. It was like somebody had just taken the box and ripped it up, and they exploded all over the house. No explanation for that whatsoever. Um, moving forward, I guess, as it started escalating, if you could call it that. Um, I mean, it never really came to a head. We moved, but they didn't get chased out. Was one night, my mom and my sister were in a bedroom with the door shut, and my father was in the shower with the door shut, and I was in my room, and... About a four-inch piece of lead pipe comes out of nowhere and hits me in the side of the head and breaks my glasses. Um, You know, I still, I still cannot believe, dude. Okay, I still cannot believe that a that a lead pipe just came out of nowhere. Like, where? I don't. Where? Where was the origin? Like, where'd that lead pipe come from? I mean, that's you know the only thing I can think of is maybe you know because it was the kitchen. I I I don't know. I mean, my, my dad was a plumber, still is, but. We, you know, we didn't keep lead pipes laying around in the house, and I I, I can't answer that. I really well, do not. Well, know. Wow. <laughs> the story the story you told us off the air about how okay now this comes to is how the lady of the house died in the kitchen. Okay, well they were <laughs> yeah, 
Okay. And so the the husband was at this point had emphysema and apparently was chair ridden or bedridden and couldn't do a whole lot. He was also not a very nice man. And the story is that his wife uh, had spent all day long working under the sink. And after she got done the, for the night in between the kitchen and the bathroom, she dropped out of a heart attack. So, so well, I think there, there, I think comes the explanation of the lead pipe of coming up. Suddenly, yeah. Like, like from working, working under the sink, working under the sink and she's had it with you doing whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> At nine, nobody wanted to know what I was doing, being a gross boy. So. <laughs> so, hey, this is a family program. Let's go. Let's see. Indeed. Let's... Okay, so just being, at nine, I was just being a gross boy, you know. <laughs> Candy wrapper. I, I, I got to be honest. The most unbelievable part of the story is that you cleaned up your soldiers after playing. I'm just going to Well, play. I was so – I was mad. <laughs> I was mad. Uh, which blew me away. Hang on. I've got, I've got an audience. My dog wants to come in and, and be on the, the show with us as well. So sorry about that if you hear somebody barking. It's okay. As long as it's your dog. But, uh, yeah, yeah, see, it is my dog. This 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 house we've lived here for almost 20 years, and, and I don't think it's haunted. So I think we're, we're good there. We, we moved away from that. But like as I said, as we were moving out of the house when I was 15, 16 years old, it was like we we could it, we, it didn't want us to leave. There's always we always had to go back and get something, and we kept the house. It turned into my father's office, and when he started renting out the office, as I was saying, uh, the guys that he was renting the office to, nobody wanted to stay after dark. They said it was just gave him a creepy feeling. Somebody was watching them. So there's that. <laughs> Which uh, well, I haven't had you, any contact what, with anybody. But, what did your What your parents like? Did they experience any of this stuff too, or was it just uh, or was it just centered around my you? mother? It was centered around me, but my mother believed it. My mother knew what was going on, but my mother also, for a while, dabbled in tarot cards and conjure bags and all that stuff before uh, before she realized that that probably wasn't one of the better things to do. So, I mean, you know, maybe okay. she's the one that opened the door and told them to come on in. Oh, boy. That's, you know, <laughs> I hate to say that, but, you know, that's what you, when you hear stories like this, there's always like, yeah, you know, my mom was a witch. Or, hey, you know, yeah, well, we've we had a Ouija board on the coffee table. Or, you know, there was, there like, was no Ouija board. Yeah, there was no Ouija boards. But, yeah, there was, you know, it, it, I, I, that's always been in the back of my mind that, that that may have opened up the door. It could and, have been the portal. You know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if you're, open, right. if, you're, if you're open to the idea that, you know, you can read tarot cards and, and other stuff like that. Then obviously you're, I mean, that's you're communicating you're with something. The, yeah, you communicate with something else that that helps, you know, lead the cards being played. You know, being turned over and and read. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so absolutely. So you're open to something, and there's going to be something leading you down that path. So that very well could be open. could be the reason. Yeah, and when you're open, you're putting energy out there, and that's what they're looking for. And you know, we it, it was not the you know sometimes it wasn't the happiest of houses either. So there was a good bit of negative negative energy around there as well. Yeah, that you yeah. have to look at. So I mean, there you, you go. look at it that way. And you know, there's always stuff going on. I mean, you know, there were dreams that I've had that I had that my mom would come in and 
wake me up. I, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget, too. I had friends in car wrecks. One of them got killed. I woke up and said, so-and-so got killed in a car wreck. My mom said, well, how'd you know that? I said, I dreamed about it. Ooh. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and that, uh, goes, that goes right back into the, the tarot card. Thing. Yeah. You know absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, I think it kind of leads into a lot of things that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, if you, you got to be open and, and there's a channel there and, you know, there was a spring on the property where we lived as well underneath the bomb shelter. <laughs> so, you know, there's always that, that theory of, of water being a portal as well. Yep. And, yep. Uh, exactly. I've heard that. We've, we've used, I mean, it was well water in the house. So but when we got out of there, in it, we moved to another house. Nothing supernatural happened there. And fast forward a few years. This is after I had all my experiences, and I had moved away. And both my grandfathers died within about eight months of one another. And uh, I had a rough time with that. They were both my heroes. My, my dad's, my mom's dad especially, was the man who I tried to emulate growing up. He's, he's a combat veteran from World War II and uh, just a genuinely good man up close to a million, literally a million volunteer hours with the VA and worked at the Savannah River site that we talked about where he put the nuclear fissionable material in the tips of the bombs back in the day. We didn't know what he did for years. He said he canned tomatoes. So, but this all leading up, he was a good old country boy from Blairsville, Georgia. Uh, caught a German 88 round in Cologne and couldn't farm anymore and was lucky enough to get a job with the government in Aiken at the Savannah River site. So when he passed away, he always carried chapstick and a pocket knife. And when we buried him, I knew they weren't going to do that. So I had my pocket knife that I carried that I was going to get. But I got dressed, had the pocket knife in my pocket, I get ready to walk out the door to go to the funeral home. I put my hand in my pocket. Couldn't find it. I fell out of the pocket. I was freaking out a little bit. My dad's like, okay, I'll give you another knife. So put the knife in, put the chapstick in, say my goodbyes. It was really, it was, a, it never had, I don't know if you've heard this or not before. I, I, it was, I never thought I'd be able to do it. But when he passed away, we buried him back in the mountains where he came from and myself and Two of my cousins actually buried him. They dug the grave with a backhoe, and then after it was over with, we buried him. Oh, the best closure I've had. Best closure I've had. So fast forward to my next grandfather's funeral. Same deal. He carried a cigarette lighter, chapstick, and a lighter. So like, okay, I'm gonna get together. I put the suit on that I had on. I had a lighter and had some chapstick, and I was going to get another my dad collects knives and i had a knife that i was going to give him but i put my suit on and i had it dry cleaned it had been hanging up driven down as i put my suit on to walk at my dad's house to walk into the living room i put my hand in my pocket and the knife that i was going to give my first grandfather was there (laughs) oh man needless to say my second grandfather got that one yeah, yeah. I had goosebumps stand up on my arm. I'm having goosebumps standing up on my arms talking about that right now. I get a little emotional about that, but I, I don't know what that meant, but it meant something. <laughs> I, that's <laughs> how does a pocket knife make it through dry cleaning? You know what I'm saying? That's what I, that's the thing. I mean, it doesn't. It does not. 
it, you know, if it does, it comes to you in a little envelope that's stapled on the on the coat hanger, mm-hmm. you know, not in, in not in the pocket yeah, where please. it was. Holy smokes! That's yeah, man. That's that's crazy. That's I mean, I, 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 I could to this day. I mean, you know, it would be one thing if I hadn't freaked out and searched everywhere looking for that knife when mm-hmm. I couldn't find it the first time. You know, and I had people helping me look for it because it was a big deal. I mean, it's still a big deal. And so, I mean, I insisted that we find it. We couldn't find it in six months later. It's back in the pocket where it was. Oh, so, man. Yeah, that, that right there will raise the hair pause. on your arms right there. <laughs> hey, I get yeah. it. I got to give you a little pause. Yes. got to admit that sure beats getting a lead pipe upside the head. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'll take that any day of the week. It was a much better feeling. It was a much better Holy feeling smokes. that day just without saying. Holy yeah. smokes. So that, Holy yeah, smokes. We, we moved on after that. And uh, so along along those lines, a couple of years later, this is something I'll tell you a little funny before we get into the, the meat of this stuff. So my sister does makeup, and my grandmother passed away. And when I was 35, I had all of my grandparents. And when I was 40, I had one. Um, my, my dad's mom passed away and she wanted my sister to do her makeup for her. She insisted his sister did makeup. I went, okay. So fortunately went to high school with the guy that owns the local funeral home. So they let us, they let us in <laughs> to go do her makeup and she's upstairs. That's an old Victorian house in Augusta with no air conditioning and take us up to the top floor. And he goes, well, she's right in here. And we open up the door. And she's lying there, and the damn sheet's moving. My sister and I grab one another and realize that there's a window unit behind her. That would have had me freaking out for sure. Well, after after we picked up our jaws and laughed at one another, the mortician came in, and my sister gave him a makeup lesson on my grandmother, and then we plucked her eyebrows. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that that sticks out in my mind as much as anything else is that sheep moving walking in the door oh my god she's alive yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes that would be that would probably about make it make it uh soil your drawers right there after yeah, after we after we got finished with that with that Charmin moment, we uh, we still laugh about <laughs> that. That definitely that brought us closer together than just about anything. My sister and I have been through a lot together. Oh, yeah. Putting makeup on our past, our, our deceased grandmother is definitely at the top of the list. <laughs> She's gonna have a heart attack if she finds out I told this story. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. So, all right, grew up in Augusta, and. Uh, Grew up hunting and fishing. My, my my dad's hobbies were my jobs a lot of the time. And I grew up in the woods. And this, this is moving into how I had, what, yeah, like I said, swamp apes, what, whatever you want to call them. I, I don't know. I don't know what they are. But I know one thing. They, they scare the hell out of me. And uh, so I guess around the time that I was having all the activity going on in the house that we were living in, we were hunting up north of Augusta on Clark's Hill Lake, which is a big impoundment. It's called Lake Strom Thurmond now. Uh, it's a core engineer's property. But I never saw any deer when I was hunting. My dad would shoot deer. His buddies would shoot deer. I'll never forget one morning. It was freezing outside. I mean, it must have been 
15, 20 degrees at the high of the day. In, in Georgia, that's cold. And uh, I've heard of pareidolia quite a bit sitting in a tree stand. And probably about 75 yards out front to the left of me, I'm sitting in a, this like two or three-year-old pine trees. There's cedars. There's oak trees. It's Piedmont woods. I can't, but at first I thought it was a deer, but there was a tree right out in front of me to the left, and it looked like it was a deer or something sticking its head around. Well, then I put my rifle up with the scope to see what it was. Well, it wasn't a deer. I really don't know what it was, but it scared me enough that I took a shot at it. And uh, I, uh, I, 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 to this day, I, 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 it, it terrifies me. It was black and hairy. Um, and like I said, I was 10 or 11. And as I said before, I mean, you just put that in the back of your mind. I thought I was imagining things. And my dad comes with, who'd you shoot? It's like, well, I missed. Like, you don't miss. Like, I did this time. Uh, put it back down. Didn't did you, did you miss? It. Did you miss on? You think you missed on purpose? Or, or are you I, so scared? Honestly, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good shot. I always have been. I don't, I, I, I'm still embarrassed for taking a shot at something. I didn't know what it was to be, be honest with you. You know, that was the quickest way to get in trouble is to, to fool around in the woods like that. And I probably did miss on purpose or I was so scared that I, I was shaking so bad that I missed. Well, yeah. So, so it's, <laughs> so it's like it, so where you're at then did you guys grow because i mean you're talking 10 or 11 so so this is back in the 70s back when we yeah this is yeah this is 77 78 so so you're probably not like thinking there's anything there's a bigfoot right i mean that's not even not at all the only thing that well at that time the only thing i knew about bigfoot besides the patterson gimlin film was six million dollar man Mm, you know, yes. and, I, and I was scared to death. I was scared to death of Andre or uh, was it Andre the Giant that was dressed up as Bigfoot. Yeah, it was Andre you know, the Giant. Yep. God, dude. He was he was one of them. I think there's two there's two guys that could, but he was one he was one of them. So so what I, I mean, how far away do you do you think you were from so, that? Uh, probably about seventy five yards. I was shooting a thirty thirty, so it was less than a hundred yards. That was you know, we lanes cut out that you know, I'd established because my dad was I mean, by this time I've been in the woods seven or eight years, but still he was, you know, half a mile away from me, if not more than that. And he would drop me off. I'd, you know, walk through the woods in the dark himself in the stand. But you know, I'm sitting there with a thirty thirty and and a and a knife. Who am I worried about? Right. Yeah, you know, at that point. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm the baddest man in the woods. So it, and and I don't you know, you know it was just after I said I missed, it was just kind of like it was dropped. And uh, I, I I do remember the old man always giving me a hard time getting out of the stand early after that. <laughs> I don't want to be in the woods in the dark. So this you know coming along this and I mean the thing is I never I never saw any deer. I never never saw deer. You know never saw never saw raccoons. Never saw beavers. Yeah, you hear all this stuff in the woods and. In, in after listening to this sound, I was saying earlier, all this information that's out there and all of these recordings and these experiences, was like, I was hearing stuff all around me that I don't know what it was. That I was thinking were big, you know, birds and dogs and people, 
that weren't. So <laughs> that well, weren't. And, and you know, what's, what's funny is, and I was actually talking to Jason about this a little bit earlier <clears throat> is from being on vacation. Um, I, I hadn't listened to the last couple episodes of Sasquatch Chronicles. And I know we have a lot of fans on the, you know, from, that listen to us, that listen to them. And, and the, I just got the episode of the Hunter in Mississippi who, Oh my God. You know, the Mike Woolley. No, no, no. This, this was just a couple, this was like two weeks ago. Uh, the last episode, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like me, where the guy, the guy talking about the power lines, which kind yeah. of hit a, yeah. And I, he, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. And he said he'd been out in the woods all that time and, and he'd always heard tree knocks and he, and he just thought yeah. it was, Guys putting up deer stands, and he'd hear the uh, noise, and he thought it was a coyote, and he thought it was something else until he saw yeah, bobcat that fox. Yeah, yeah, until he saw the creature, like from thirty, you know, and saw it from however far, but it came up to him from thirty yards of it. And, um, and, and so, that. You, yeah, that I had to turn that one off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can definitely imagine that being out there in the woods, that's the last thing you want to, to hear is somebody describing something that you've also heard and that you've just kind of dismissed as, as something else. So, Absolutely. so okay. yeah, I can't believe so, then as a, as a 10, 11 year old kid, you see that not know, you know, and know that it's not a deer, but not sure what oh, yeah. it is. I can't believe you are going back out in the woods. To be honest, but well, I didn't have much choice. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> didn't have much choice. Like I said, uh, his hobbies were my jobs, and uh, I did get to get out of high school quite a bit during the hunting season to clean deer. This <laughs> 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 is a more go. important job. It's a more important yeah. job, son. Yes, yeah, sir. It's like I'll write you a note. Don't worry about it. Okay, pop. So move forward times. and absolutely. <laughs> Well, this is yeah, seventies and eighties were definitely much. I mean, yeah, I, I, I drove a Chevrolet Custom One Hundred stick shift pickup pickup truck that had been a column shift three speed that got converted into a floor shift three speed, and you had to hunt for a second and to get and jug it around. And the reason I'm telling you this is this is my outdoors vehicle as well as what I worked in, so. Moving on, I'm, I've grown up a little bit now, and I'm hunting. I hunt with my buddies, and everybody always gives me a heart. Even in high school, like, hey, why don't you want to get up early in the morning and go with us? Why don't you, you know, why are you always out of the stand? I'm like, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll meet y'all there. I'll go fishing. We'll do all that, but I'm not getting in the stand in the dark, and I'm not coming out in the dark unless there are three people with me. So, um, this is probably ninety eighty eight. 90, I was 21, 22, somewhere around in there. And good fortune of having a couple of buddies who had quite a bit of land south of Augusta in Burke County. And my friend whose land this was, it was a King's Grant from King George III. And it was a substantial piece of land that had been in their family since the 1700s. So it, it had been a farm and there'd been some shacks built on there but there's a water drainage going to briar creek which runs in savannah river there was a dairy farm across the road where i told you that a guy a guy that i made acquaintances with has had some things happen to him so there was a you know what happens when cows die on the farm take them out in the big hole push them in there and then when it gets filled up bury it 
Mm-hmm. So there's a ready-made food source. You think about it. You know, there's just, just a buffet around for this thing. And so one afternoon, it was in October, which in Georgia it was warm. It was probably in the 80s. And I had uh, talked to the guy, my buddy, and he's like, go on down and I'll, I'll meet you down there. I was like, I mean, he said, I know you'd like to get in the stand early if you're going to go. And we'd been hunting in the swamp. And to get to it, I get there, and it's about 2.33 o'clock in the afternoon. I get there, and I start. I park my truck, Count Trucula is what we call it, because you could park anywhere with that thing. It'd go anywhere. Um, park the truck. Truckula. Count Trucula. <laughs> Count Trucula. Count Trucula. It had a uh, had a piece of uh, lead flashing beat into the hole in the floor where it was when it was a '72 Sierra Custom, and uh, it, it, it it didn't match my car. That'd be a sweet oh, match for yeah. Count Truckula. <laughs> Count Truckula <laughs> with with rust spots and pipe racks and side bends. So it was a fantastic truck to take hunting because you could sit on the power line in the bed and look down. So I parked Count Truckula in, in the normal spot and. I'm walking down the power line to get to the swamp where we had the stand built. And as I'm walking, I, I, I'm walking to the right-hand side, and it's it runs, I'm guessing, north to south. And I'm walking south, and to the right of me, I notice there's just a little bit off of the, the power line, which is cut in this knee-high grass and saplings, and it's, it's still pretty wide open. You can shoot. Three four hundred yards on these things. I was had a two seventy with me. Um, I see as I'm walking down. I've probably been walking ten minutes, and I, I find it look off to the side. It looks like a perfect blind, like a like a sticks pushed up together, like an ambush point right next to a tree. There was a tree where you could prop on, and you and then like, well, hell, I'm going to try this out. This looks fantastic. So I sit down on the ground, which I don't I don't ever did. I completely deviated from the norm here. Normally, I don't come down there at that time of day. I I, I don't sit on the ground. I had on a, a real head, a head mask that looked like leaves blowing all over it, and I'd taken my clothes out of a garbage bag that I kept pine needles in. I was trying to shoot a big deer, at least going through the motions of it. So I sat down, and uh, it, it's really quiet. And I'm looking around. I'm like, this, this is great. This is a great place. And I guess I'd been there 45 minutes to an hour. And behind me comes, you guys have heard Ron Moorhead's Sierra sounds. The, mm-hmm. ooh, 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 yes. Ooh. Yes. That. That. Only like it, like it was playing out of giant speakers right behind me. Oh, my goodness. I passed out. I pissed my pants and I passed out cold and I woke up 30, 45 minutes later. I had no idea what happened. I don't know how I got back to the truck. I, I, it, it, I've never been that scared my entire life. I didn't see anything. God, thank God I didn't see anything. <laughs> wow. I, I, I can show you fingernail prints in the rifle where I gripped it so hard. It, I'm, 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 I got goosebumps. You guys want to take a breath? Unbelievable. It, 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 That's it, great. I mean, at the time, I know it was probably <laughs> scary as I don't know what, but man, that's a heck of an encounter. Man, you peed your pants. That's great. 
That's, that's absolutely. Just, absolutely. And then had to make out a story about why I peed my pants because nobody believed me. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, crazy. Now, now, do you think that you got drug back to your truck or? I didn't. What? I don't think I got drugged back. I don't think I got drugged back because there were, you know, I wasn't disheveled or anything. I, I, I seriously think that it was either the the fight or flight and me locking up and just passing out, or I think maybe that I got popped with infrasound. Mm. Holy, I mean, so, I mean, I'm just jumping to a conclusion. So obviously. And I, I was in the wrong spot. To, well, yeah, it sounds like he he came out to go hunting him itself and found some jackass sitting in his stand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This punk was supposed to be down in the swamp. He's not even supposed to be here, and he's in my spot. Well, like I said, I did everything. I broke every pattern that we had been hunting for the past couple of years doing, mixing it up. So now I got a so, question. I mean, when you heard that samurai chatter, which is they commonly yeah. refer to that as, um, yeah. did you feel like the sound waves? Cause people say that sometimes you can feel it when they're actually doing that. Yeah. That's what I said. When it, when it, when it felt like it came through speakers. Yes. Oh my goodness. And, if, if, and I'm just saying, if I, if I saw something, mm-hmm. I probably would have died of a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am, I, 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 I don't, use people say, I wish that I could see one. You can yeah. see mine. You can see mine. <laughs> well, obviously but, he didn't it, think of you as a threat because he was probably just warning you. And then when you passed out, he was, you know, he's probably like, all right, I'm job, my job is done here. Yeah. My job he's is like, done here. But you know, he's I'm, like, he's like, look at like, it's a, like, I can see it in a, like in a movie. He's like, oh my God, I was just going to tease him. And he's, he, he passed out and peed his pants. What, what am I? Oh, sort I got like, He probably thinks that's sort of like a possum. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. No scales, no, no, no teeth, no fangs, just soft and pink. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, if, if he'd have wanted to do so, if, if he or it, I, I, I don't know why I'm saying he, but you know, I'm just guessing something like kind of energy was the masculine form of it, but yeah. could have done whatever it wanted to me while I was passed out. And that's, that's what scares me more than anything is I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah. It took mercy on you for sure. I mean, we well, know how powerful yes. these things are. Right. And that's going to be a level. That's going to be a level of, I don't want to say just intelligence, but a level of understanding of that. You are not Absolutely. like, you weren't its prey. You were more like a not at all, like a, nu- like a nuisance. And like, come on, get out Absolutely. of here! Uh, what are you doing um, here? Yeah, what are you doing here? And I mean, that's what, and that, yeah, that's what what gets me. And yeah, you're absolutely right. But there is a there is a level of of empathy there that you would get from something like this, which you know you get into. Is, is it an animal? Well, I, I and aren't we all? You know. In, in a certain sense of it, but uh, there's something else there. And, you know, that's so what I, I spoke with you earlier about. And I've been, after this happened, I just stopped hunting. You know, I, 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 I go fishing, but now but the ponds where I was fishing in, it's, there's water. It, the, oh, it's just a beaver tail hitting the pond. There are no beavers. What's slapping the pond while you're out there fishing? 
<laughs> That's yeah. why saltwater fish now. Yeah. And, you no. know, and I've heard I've heard stories about the swimming bigfoot in the in the Puget Sound as well. You know, you, oh, oh. <laughs> now they're everywhere. To give, to, to give everybody a sense of how big was this prop is this property like? All right, so this this property is is a couple of thousand acres. Okay, so so, so it's a big chunk. Yeah, so Jason, like to put that to put that in yeah to put that in perspective. I think a, a country square mile is about six hundred and forty acres. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's it's about four or five miles. Yeah, it's about four or five miles. So that's a, that is a huge swath of land that is just privately owned with ponds yeah. and and yeah. Creeks yeah. and bottoms, and they're you know they're old shacks in there that belong to sharecroppers and and the like that they lease the land out to hunt with, and it's all, it's either soybeans, corn, hay, or lying fallow. There's tracks of pine trees, you know, because the land's always working for you, and lots and lots of pine plantations, which apparently they they like a good bit as well. But there's also cedar mixed in with that, and it's farming country down there, and there's fish in all the creeks and there's now the coyotes are coming up and the armadillos but back then you know it was possums and squirrels and rabbits and quail galore and it was like i said it was a buffet it was a veritable it still is a smorgasbord down there yeah and you know these guys i guess have gotten used to us being down there for so long but as i, I touched on I, i'm, I'm not going to mention a friend of mine's name but he he and I connected over the internet years after this because he uh, was out at uh, the military base in Augusta, which is one of the few places that's got two and 3,000 yard firing ranges. And they were having some competitions and everybody got locked up in a stockade at night. And this is literally 10 miles from where I am, if not less than that, or where I had my experience. And after a day's competition, they block everybody up so they don't go out and run the course the next day. Gets a call from the MPs asking if they had anybody out in a ghillie suit. And he says, no, all my guys are here. He goes, well, we just had somebody walk out of the swamp across the road in a ghillie suit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right, right. And, and that's, yeah. that's, another, that's and another thing you hear is that these creatures are all over on the military bases especially down south and out in California, because those are huge swaths of land, too, that that normally don't have a bunch of people running around in the, in the woods, you know, other than right. for, it's for some exercise. On the perimeters. Yeah. And so then he also had another experience a mile from where mine was where he got bluff charge. And he said, I, I don't know what it was. It sounded like a 2,000-pound bull coming at me. And at that point, he didn't have one, but after that happened to him, he bought himself a forty-five seventy that he goes hunting with, regardless of what else he's shooting. Mm-hmm. He carries a forty-five seventy with him. Now, now did, he, did, did he say? Did he see the thing bluffed? I mean, he just he he, he he said something charged, and he still uh, he he is now come to grips with it. But he's like, I, I don't, I don't want to say what I think it is, but you know, what else is going to do that down there? I'm like, well. All the petting zoos have been closed, and the the wild animals escaped years ago. So, what else is going to do that in East Georgia? That's right. So, so have you? So have you? So have you? Okay, so you're 
your buddy that owns the land out there. Um, yeah. Did you have you told? Did you ever? How long was it before you told him what happened to you? No, it was hell, probably about five or six years before I told him. He laughed at me. Well, he, he didn't so, want to believe it. He didn't want to believe it. But I mean, would you if you? Would, <laughs> You know, but the, but like, dude, what am I making it up for? I know that's my whole. That's the whole point. Is is what do you? Hey, guess guess what? I, you know, I, I urinated all over myself because I mean, yeah. well, you remember that? You remember that because they still give me a hard time about it. I'm surprised <laughs> that he hasn't been out on his land enough where uh, he hasn't had some type of some type of encounter as well. well I I kind of well as with him as well as with my dad, I think there's more that, that does happen to them than they they're willing to let on. Yeah, and, probably so. My, yeah. my 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 dad was a before we started hunting deer, we were, we were big rabbit hunters, mm-hmm. and we had like 42 rabbit dogs at one time. We lived this is before we moved closer into the city. We lived out in the country, but how we had the dogs in the city too. We had 40 45 beagles. And we would go out in the swamps down right around where we were further south. And we started losing dogs. And you know, I kept saying, oh, they're just running deer. And, you know, you may have 40, 45 of them, but they're your pets as well as your hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. And Bob got out of the ra- we got out of the rabbit hunting because we couldn't stand to lose the dogs anymore. And I'm like, you can understand one or two. But when it was in the course of going out and hunting four weekends in a row and you lose three dogs, like what the hell's going on? Well, beagles, you know, beagles might take off chasing after something, but they're going to come back. Absolutely. Well, they had well, you know, in where we hunted, they all had collars on, they all had name tags on. We, it, it's not like we just if we lose them, we would leave. We would go back and look for them. And it, you know, I mean, like I said, they're your dogs. They're mm-hmm. I mean, they're your responsibility. You just don't, you know, if you lose a dog, you just don't leave. You know, you stay till dark and come back the next day and the next day. And we would find them occasionally, but then we just stopped finding them. And it was at that point when, like, uh, let's, we're just going to hunt deer. We can't beat them. We, we're going to join them. And that was what the the, the narrative was. Is, uh, the, the dogs are running deer. We just, there's not enough rabbits anymore. The dogs are just running deer. So, you know, you, you, you explain that away. I mean, it's like me having something look around the corner of the tree at me when I'm nine. I've, after a while, I was like, I've just imagined that. And, and I put all that down and away for years. And I mean, it was just in the past five or six that I, all this stuff's come back with the advent of all the podcasts. And I'm a big Sasquatch Chronicles fan. I like Shannon LeGrow. I've, I've told her my story. I was, mm-hmm. I've, uh, she's the only other person that I really told this to. And it, it, there's 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 something out there. I, I mean, it's like it, it's as arrogant to think that they're not aliens, that there's not intelligent life elsewhere. There's something else here, and what it is, my theory is it's hypernatural. It's not supernatural. Mm-hmm. It, it maybe mm-hmm. evolved along the same chain that we did and had different abilities that we do. Maybe it vibrates a little different. Maybe it's on another frequency. I mean, maybe it's had enough time to, to learn how to do it, but the vanishing and the footprints disappearing and stuff like that, I can't explain that. But, you know, portals, I'm yeah. not going to say no. Yeah, you just touched upon some theories that I've been entertaining myself as well with the portals and uh, also the disappearing behind the trees. 
I mean, when they're literally hiding yeah. behind a tree where you've seen their body mass is much larger than the width of that tree. And then all of a sudden Agreed. they're gone. I mean, there's something it's to not it. a sound. Yeah. There's yeah. There's, there's, there's something else out there, there that we can't explain that, but you know, that it's not for lack of trying. Right. And I, I, I you know, it, it, it there, like I said, there's some kind of, of empathy there in by what happened to me. It, it makes me look at it a little different, but I'm, I'm you know, it's still scared the hell out of me. I'm still scared the hell out of the woods. <laughs> I think it just validates the fact that uh, there is an intelligence behind these creatures, as big and powerful as they are. And even though they're living out in what we consider the wilderness, um, I think they're equipped for that. That is their territory. That doesn't mean oh, they're right. dumb animals. No, no. They just, they just, many, they might look at us and think we're dumb animals for the way we live. Oh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Cool. Well, what course. do we know about their culture? The way they build their their cultural language, their their artifacts, and we're looking for human sign. We're not looking for you know, Sasquatch sign or you know another life form sign of communication with these stickless and TTs and, and mm-hmm. rock stacks and and knocks and. And the X trees and, where they make the X's. Yeah. Everything. It's just the big asterisks. Yeah. Yes. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It is, well, it is. Now I'm, cu- I'm curious, Happy, what you mentioned the dairy farmer across the road. Did, yes. Yeah. Does he, did, did he say anything other than, you know, he throws a cow in the, a dead cow in the pit? Well, that's where, that's or? where my buddy had his blood. That's where my buddy had his blood, George. Was it that? That that dairy, yeah, that dairy farm. That's why I was saying, you know, small world and a mile away. That dairy farm over there with the giant bear, you know, with the giant burial pit is where he had his bluff charge experience. Have they told you any other, you know, has have they said any other stories of anything that's going on over there? Uh, Once again, you know, dogs disappearing, calves missing the occasional calf, but they're no bears. I mean, the biggest thing you can get around there is an alligator. And there's it, we're far enough north. Gallery Gator's not chasing. Yeah, alligator's not chasing a, a, a dog across the. I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, what, you know, they, get, they get down in the swamps. You know, they get down in the swamps. That's you know, that's what you think about. So I mean, it's 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 tight lipped. I mean, you know, every, you know, I hear about it all the time, and there's you know, there's people people worried about what you think about them, especially. Down around there, your your reputation is in your word or, or gold, and, and people aren't going to say anything because they don't want to be thought of as crazy. They want to, he's just a crackpot or how he's lying. I mean, that's where you, you, that's fighting word you call somebody a liar down here. Right. And, you know, it, like I said, there's, I'm sure that there's a lot more that has taken place than, than I've known, but I, I've started asking questions. People get really uncomfortable really quickly. You know, I hear, we hear that all the time. I mean, we've talked to, Oh, the the one gentleman from Southern Ohio who wore, who he you know he didn't know what to do you know he he's I think he had the recording of the of the Sasquatch lives down in the the, the Wayne the Wayne yeah lives down in the Wayne National Forest yep. and um, and he said people work um, you know when they heard that he had had an encounter came up to him and like three or four people had Bigfoot stories, but they didn't, they didn't want anybody to know that they had them. You know, it's like, it's all hush hush, but they wanted somebody to talk. It's like, that just is, here I am. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, here we are too. I mean, that's why I cannot Absolutely. stress enough. I mean, that's why I say it's it's good to have a platform like this where people can come tell their story is. and not have to worry about the ridicule of other people. Because we're all of like minds here. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you can't, if you can't, if you, how else are you supposed to? I mean, I know it's a traumatic experience, and we're, you know, and and we can't help ourselves, but to to have fun because you made it out safe. You know, that's the most important. Absolutely. Yeah. Is you survived it and there's no, it's so hard to, for even you probably to this day to still wrap your mind around everything that just, that happened. Well, that's, okay. why I'm, that's why I'm talking to you guys about it. And it yep. happened, um, you know, 30 years ago, 30 years yes. ago. Guys. Yeah, and, I understand. It's taken me, it's taken me 25 of those to, to, to just think about it, to yeah. actually think about it. And, like I said, I, if I if I'd have seen something, I'd have just dropped out of a heart attack right there. And you know, I've, I've listened to the judge's story about the dog man. Holy crap! <laughs> Still <laughs> affects him to this day. It, yes. Me too. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. And I mean, something like that. And it, I mean, it's just it's just the, the more we talk about it and normalize it, is how we're going to get to the to some kind of explanation about it. You are absolutely and, and right. Happy. Yep. The, and we do have to come out from the shadows and talk about this last. You yes, can have we that do. One. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it, it's just, I mean, I, I think about it at the weirdest times now. And I, sometimes I just get the heebie jeebies when I'm out. In the, I still like to go out in the woods. I still like to go to the mountains. I still mm-hmm. like to go fishing. I, I, I'm definitely not by myself anymore. Yeah, and I, I don't know what good that would do anyway to two, you know, two or three of us. But you know, it's two or three more guns. But I don't even think those are going to work. And I, I'm not going out there looking to shoot anything anyway. I've pretty much given all that up except bird hunting because they have a fighting chance. <laughs> right. I I wonder. You know, I've been wondering since you told. I wonder if you did see something and you just were so traumatized that you just cannot even begin to. I would, I would, I wouldn't rule it out. I would not rule it out. You know, I mean, I, I guess you have to get hypnotized or something like that. Yeah. It's like, uh, maybe you couldn't process it at the time, you know, and so everything well, just shut down. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I, I was sore. I mean, when, you know, when I say I locked up, I locked up, and you know, you, you were talking about the Sasquatch Chronicles guy that you listened to in Mississippi when he said he was fight or flight, and he locked up. I locked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't, and I mean, it so bad that I was sore, mm-hmm. but it was a primal, it was a primal fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was that reptilian core down at the bottom, that, that basal level of survival that kicked in. Yep. And I guess, you, I mean, who knows? Maybe I did see something. You're absolutely right. I haven't mean, really thought about that, Shane, to be honest with you. It's kind of. Hey, Walter, let you go to sleep Ooh. tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'm going to have a cocktail before I go to bed. <laughs> but I, but seriously, I mean, you, I mean, I can't even imagine sitting there and hearing that sound, knowing that it's, there's nothing out there. Like you're not, you're not in the middle of I was a, by myself. Yeah, you're not in the middle of a, a reenactment of Shogun, you know, from the you know, no, you know, no, not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. And, you know, not at all. There were no exchange troops at, at, at Fort Gordon. You know, there was there was none of that whatsoever. You know, I mean, like 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 we said, I mean, oh. I was the 
what I thought was the baddest man in the forest that day because right. I had a two seventy and a and a buck knife on my hip. Right. You know, need be there was a pistol in the truck. It's a comforting feeling. Yeah. And then you run into something. Yeah, you run into something like this, like one of these creatures that you know that you're outmatched, even with that firearm and with that 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 hunting knife. I mean, and to not be able to tell anybody about it because in fear that you know that you're going to be like uh, looked upon as if you're crazy or you're nuts. I mean, it's hard to process something like that. That's enough to change you. That's why I'm so glad Absolutely. that there's platforms out there like ours and like Shannon LeGros and uh, Sasquatch Chronicles because I think it's true. It's entertaining, and we will get to the bottom of it the more people come out and we get this accumulation of knowledge. But the fact that how it's probably therapeutic to the people that have had uh, encounters and have you know survived it, and have a place where they can get their story out and possibly even meet up with some of the fans of these stories that have also had stories. I mean, that's comforting because that's something that didn't exist. Preach it to numbers for sure. Yes. Yeah. Preach it, brother. Preach it. That's, that's yes. absolutely right. Yes. Preach it. That is, it, it is comforting. And, you know, that's a, that's a blow that I still haven't really recovered from is that feeling of security that I had with a gun. Mm-hmm. I don't have that anymore. Right. And, and that, that, yeah, that, that goes against every, everything that I was raised. Yeah. Raised I know what with. you mean. Yeah, same, yeah. same here. I mean, you know, you don't fear, you didn't fear nothing out in the woods, but you got your rifle with you, Absolutely. 300 Winchester mag. Uh, you got your backup, yeah. uh, 44 <laughs> mag on your hip and you got a, you got a hunting Agreed. knife. I mean, I'm good for the whole day yeah. or the whole weekend if necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. To break it to you, Jason, you're not. You better put on some depends, buddy. Oh, I know. I mean, you know, that's why I said this is uh, this is the real deal here. Let you know just how insignificant you actually are. Right? That's absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it's it, and isn't it crazy that um, we walk around, you know, man, thinking we're the top of the food chain and the and the smartest thing around and. And then you hear these stories and you're like, ah, you know, it's funny how we get reminded every now and then mm-hmm. of uh, our place. Our, Absolutely. We got to know our place a little bit. The, yeah. the, mor- the mortality and insignificance check. Yes. A speck of dust out there. That's you're, right. You're, you're a speck of dust out there in the grand scheme of things. And we don't know anything. I think a lot of people want to make fun of the subject of whether you see a ghost or you see a Bigfoot or you see whatever. I think they just, it's so hard to come to grips with that reality that there's something else that we don't entirely understand. People people will take seeing a ghost over seeing a Bigfoot and, mm-hmm. and in the grand scheme of things. And really what's the difference? You know what the difference is? You know what the difference is? Is that, is that if we're talking about a, a mammal that's out there running around that nobody knows, that's more plausible than seeing a ghost. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that there's an unknown animal out there running around than there is that there's a ghost or we're being visited by, uh, by UFOs from another solar system. Okay. And yet, you tell somebody you saw a Bigfoot and they think, oh, that's the craziest thing ever. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I was in a haunted house. I was like, well, what are you people drinking? What were you guys drinking out there? 
What do you mean? No, you saw Bigfoot. You had to be drinking. You're smoking dope, aren't you? Well, no, we're hunting. We didn't do that. You know, well, I had to do something because that, that's just well, why, that's ridiculous. You didn't see anything like that. that. Was that was a, that was a wild hog? Oh, you saw a deer. I'm like, I've been in the woods since I was four years old. I know what a what a deer looks like. I know what a wild hog looks like. I know what a fox Ooh. sounds like. I know what a bobcat sounds like. Will you tell me what animal comes up behind you? And makes that sort of noise and then leaves you. Because, like, wouldn't a wild no. hog, is, a wild hog would bore you, would like yeah. kill you, wouldn't it? I mean, it would eat you while you were alive. Yep. You know, a, a wild hog, if he got you down, he would eat you while you were alive. A bear would, you know, if there was a bear, there's no bears there. There are no bears. Well, actually, I take that back. They have had some come up, but that was several years later come up out of the swamps. But they're tiny little 200 pound black bears that don't make samurai chatter. At four thirty in the afternoon in October. Well, I, I would love I would love to 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 talk to your dad and your buddies and just say, okay, guys, come on, nobody knows who you are. Just tell tell us what you have heard, what you what, you know experienced yourself, and I and I'll bet you that they've experienced some stuff that they can't explain, but they just don't want to. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I can't find that deer. I shot a deer and I can't, I couldn't find it. The blood trail was there and it just, I lost the blood trail and I couldn't find the deer. Yep. You get dogs out there and can't find the deer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, they I just know, I know. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll, you know, really, and the reason I ask you about the size of that piece of property is, is that, you know, and we hear this a lot is people I've hunted my whole life. I, I've never seen anything like mm-hmm. that. Okay. And I mean, I've never said that cause I don't go hunting, but I hear that all the time from people. And especially like people where we're from, you know, Jason rural Ohio. Okay. Right, right. And they think how they think, Oh, this is so rural. There's no pieces of property. That's even remotely that big with that kind of habitat on it. That, that people could go, not where we're from, but people only understand. Well, of course you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, we get lost. In it. That's a huge piece of property, and that's a, probably a small piece of property in comparison to some uh, patches of woods and, and and stuff. I mean, like I was saying, put, pull up Google Maps and, and Google Waynesboro, Georgia, and then just pan out. And look around where that is, and it's you, you, it's all checkerboarded fields. I mean, they're they're hedgerows and they're fields and they're river bottoms and the creeks and they're ponds and there's farms and there's farms and there's farms. That's what's down there, pine plantations and farms. And you know, you, people say, you know, "I've hunted all my life, I've never seen anything." Well, I could say that for a while until <laughs> <laughs> you see something. Yeah, until you see something. Well, and that's you see it. something. And I'm right there with the fact that people that are out in the woods hunting and those guys, you know, like yourself that come, come forward as eyewitnesses. I mean, it's not like if you put me out in the woods, I might mistake a bear for a Bigfoot. Okay. I might mistake, you you know what I'm saying? Cause I mean, I'm not out in the woods all the time. You've probably never seen a bear in his natural habitat either. So. Yeah, so you oh, might make oh. that that assumption. Yeah, yeah, of course. So 
So, but to take people who are trained and have scopes and have, you know, supreme knowledge of what's going on out there and for them to come back and say, Hey, look, I don't know what that was. I, you know, I saw this thing. I was scared yeah. to death. I couldn't take a shot. I mean, you're on the woods to take a shot at something. Okay. Absolutely. And to say, and to say something that scared you to death or frightened you mm-hmm. and you couldn't take a shot at it. Well, Listen, if a bear was threatening you or you felt threatened by a bear, you'd probably take a shot at it. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. Literally. Most of the time, people, they want to say, oh, you just saw a bear or something. A bear, you know, unless there's something wrong with him, he's not going to come at you. And if it's a female, unless there's a cub around, if it's a female, she'll she'll mm-hmm. kill, she'll kill she'll die to protect that cub. But most of the but, time, if they see you, they would rather run away. And get away from you than to attack you unless you corner them. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with the way the wind's blowing. And I think that might be one of the things that it walked up on me like it did is because the wind was at my back. Right. But I didn't smell anything. And, you know, I've, you know, in this, I've been out enough that it didn't scare me in between the first one and the second one enough that I went to film on the Boy Scouts. And spent a month in the Rocky Mountains. Didn't see anything out there. You know what I did see? Bears. <laughs> Came into the camp and had breakfast with us. Now, how did you know? Bears. How, how do you know they were bears and they weren't Bigfoot? How do you know? Oh, because. <laughs> we, you know, that's I a good luck. answer. <laughs> they think, they, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all relative, it. right? It's all relative. Yeah, if you can, if 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 you sit here and tell me that you saw a bear, to me that's almost as crazy as saying you saw a bigfoot. You know, it's like, what's, what are the odds? And so, I mean, if if you're going to tell me you saw a yeah. bigfoot, and, I'm, and I can say, oh, that was a bear. Well, if you tell me that you saw a bear, oh, you just saw How a bigfoot. Do you know it's not a bigfoot. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's there, just, there you go. That's that's the that's the that's the question. That's the, yeah. It, and it is all relative. It's what did you want it to be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, another thing with people, we're I don't talking want it to be about, anything. Right, right. They, well, you know, I believe these Sasquatch and these Bigfoot, you know, people, they don't want to believe in them. So they want to try to rationalize what they saw any way possible just so they can wrap their mind around it. I don't think they're doing it to be malicious. I think they're just trying no, to come to grips with it. Yeah. categorizing things it, it, yes. needs to, it needs to label and define everything that you see and, right. and that's something that we don't have any parameters for exactly. and so how do you categorize something without parameters right and you know that it goes back to the how do, how do we know what it does that's where the hypernatural comes in is mm-hmm. you know and, and, and i told you listen to sasquatch chronicles we don't have one in the garage do we no, nobody's studying these things yet if they do we don't know about it maybe the government is but you know, every every time somebody comes somebody. out and talks like this, we learn something. Yeah, but every time somebody like me, you know, none of the guys in, in the suits are going to show up at my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which, but your you know, that, but that's, your that's, story, that. your story is somewhat similar to the lady who tells the story of Sasquatch Chronicles, the English lady. Who? Oh yeah, that yeah. story was fantastic. I remember that episode. Oh, that's freaky. Who did that end up a bear? Yeah, who did end up back at her vehicle and does not remember how she got there, but you know? And then, yes, I, yes, you know, because it's an adrenaline dump. I'm telling you, dude. It, it's I, from what I figure is it was just it, I don't know if it was a fear or or a non 
it was a coping mechanism that we don't know that we have until it's the fight, flight, or pass out. Yeah. From trauma. It's kind of like, kind of like when I'm walking through somebody's yard to deliver their mail on a snake goes and I just jump like a crazy person. No, not, I'm with not you there. there. I, I'm, I'm more scared of snakes than anything else. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> am I feeling walk on air? Am I failing in my comparison to the fight or flight over gardener snake? <laughs> not, not at all. I, I, that is all I absolutely an analogy all that I'm with. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I hate snakes, man. I, I'm going to go out of my way. So, so what? So what? What is your plan from here then? I mean, are you going to, I mean, well, have you gone back out into the woods? Are you, now that you're armed with been, a little more knowledge and understanding? Well, I've, I've been hunting in West Georgia and I've been hunting in South Georgia and I've, I've talked to my buddy and we're, I hadn't been out there other than to go fishing in, in 20 years. And I think this fall we're going to go back. I, I got to, now that I, I do know a little more, I, I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what I'm going to find, but I am going to go back. Well, I would encourage. Okay, so if, if your buddy still laughs at you and and still thinks you're full of crap, you have him get a hold of me, and I'll 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 let I'll have the judge give him a call. And if he wants to tell, <laughs> if he wants to tell a sitting elected official who who is has a very good reputation in the community and. Uh, tell him that he's a liar and that he just imagined things. He's more than welcome. Yeah. You know, and, and, but that's what it takes. I think is people coming forward and enough people, you can't call everybody a liar, you know? No, you can't. That's right. At at a certain point, you cannot, you you can't. And, you know, a lot of me being here is, is by listening to the judge's story. And I mean, hell, if that guy can come forward and say something, I can that's in the next and i've told the story the next night you know we were all together because we were all in high school and he's telling the story about you know running down the road and and something pacing him in the field and he couldn't figure and i mean we just were just like dude you're whatever it's a deer it was you know your your imagination the wind blowing and stuff and so he would never he never told us what it was he saw because he's like, he knew where it was headed. We would have really gave him some crap, you know, because yeah. that was just not something that wasn't even something that we even knew, could have put our heads around. Yeah. Well, I mean, who the, who the hell's going to say I saw Anubis in a cornfield come, you know, right. while I was out for a run? And, and the f- senior in high school or junior in high school. Like, yeah. And the thing, yeah, yeah you now, guys were just kids at the time. And we yeah. got grown adults that would do the same thing if somebody tried to share an encounter that they've had with them. See, that's why we can't get any information. And so oh, that's, well, yep. I might've been the only, I might've been the only guy in the group who would even know who knew this was, <laughs> you know, because, because that reference would have went over everybody's head. Around everybody's head. Exactly. But in the crazy thing is though, is once that story got out, we started getting emails like Shannon LeGrow got an email and we got, you know, I got a couple of people in the area who had stuff happen, had weird stuff go on at the same time in the same area. 
and we don't, this isn't, this is like, this, that was a real rule spot for us. Like mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't have somebody, you know, 30 years later, you know, we, we, you'd have thought we'd have heard about, it, you know, but it's the same thing. They didn't want yeah. to tell, what were they going to tell? You know, yeah. um, I, I got a, and I mean, I hope this is a, becomes an episode. I got an email from a gentleman who had something crazy happen to him in a real close proximity in the, in the seven, but the same time you had your experience in the seventies, late seventies. And, and, and as far as in the mid eighties, yeah, it's got, this guy has, yeah, this guy's never told his story as far as I know. And, uh, you know, and, and, so how many people have not told their stories? I think it's a lot more than what people realize. I really do. I'm going to agree with you hundred percent. I, I think that there's, there's so much more out there that we don't know because people are afraid to come forward and say anything right. about it Yep. for whatever reason, for whatever reason. But the more information we get, I, I just want, I mean, I, I, I don't even know what I want, but it may, maybe some kind of clarity, some kind of answer mm-hmm. as to what's going on, just to process it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to go back in the damn woods and not worry about it. That's right. what I want. But I don't think that'll ever happen again. Well, well, you're not getting you're not getting any money for coming on the podcast. You're probably Absolutely not getting not. you're probably not getting an endorsement deal from Pampers. Okay, so no, 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 no. yeah, or or charm or, or, or game. <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Is you're a grown man admitting, you know what that I, I I wet my pants. You know, like. I wet my pants. What and and there's probably pe- there's be people from re- that know that are going to know you that listening to this and be like, absolutely, I can't believe he admitted. You know, it's like there's nothing to gain from it. You're just trying to not at all trying to help the next guy, and that's who, exactly what he's absolutely. doing. Because I and guarantee you, there we're going to have fans out here that uh, have had experiences, and this is going to well, validate what they've been living with. If anybody else has soiled their underwear, so. please contact me. Yep. Please contact me. Please contact me. Well, that's that's what this plat that's what this platform is for, and I'm uh, proud to say that. Oh, wait. <laughs> you're proud to oh. say. You're proud to say. Uh, well, you see, we but, didn't have but, no places. We we you didn't have no place to go. Can you imagine having something that 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 affected you and shook you to your core, and yet you can't even tell anybody about it? For fear that they might uh, rebuke you for it, that's crazy. Well, I'm still working it out. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and the, so it, yes, I am proud the, of this fear platform. Of, as well, you guys should be. It's I, I really enjoy it, and, and the, the, I just uh, I feel a lot better. Thanks for giving everybody a platform and a forum yep. to come out and talk about this. Yeah, and I'm not getting anything, but you know what I got? I, I feel better. Yeah, I feel better. It's nice just to, to talk to some people who will listen to what you have to say without judging. Right. And just listen. Absolutely. And, I mean, the opinions you, and, and the questions you guys are throwing out are making me think. Yeah. And, I mean, the more we do this, like I keep saying, the more we do this, the more answers we're going to get. Yep. And ultimately, that's that's what I want, yep. the answers. And <laughs> don't we all? I wish a big book hey. would fall out of the sky. <laughs> well, listen, I can't believe – you know, where we're, we're on the cusp of some of the UFO stuff and like growing up as a kid, not? well, you know, 
I, it's probably not coming as 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 clearly as what we would like, you know. But uh, well, they're there's, admitting that that there's some technology out there that that we that's not human and we can't rule out aliens is the closest thing that I've ever heard to anything like that. Right. I I know that's it's like reading uh, instructions on how to put something together from IKEA. I mean, come on, just tell me. Just <laughs> say, hey, look, we don't know what it is. It might be Russia, it might be China, but we don't think it is. And, and if it's not, yeah. well, then it has to be alien. You know, now whether those aliens live in the bottom of the ocean or in, in the next solar system, we don't know that. You know, but uh, it could be us from the future. Yeah, Who knows? could be. You know, there's, there's, but yeah. yeah. But, but this this slow leak, what 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 is getting ready to break? What are they desensitizing us to right now with this slowly but surely coming out? And you know, when when the first announcements came out, it, it just kind of went unnoticed. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a little blip. Oh yeah, they they just released and said that those Navy UFO videos are for real. Mm-hmm. So, and and how can you believe in one without believing in the other? You like like we were saying, oh, I believe in ghosts, but Bigfoot's yeah. bullshit. And you remember, UFOs, you're crazy. Yeah, and you remember during the pandemic <laughs> where God, they said we? that we have craft that are not of this earth. Yeah, so, and then they just kind of went under the radar. But yeah, but we believe yeah, in God, don't we? I mean, yeah, we got to. I mean, yeah, it, it just it just went away. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. It, it, okay, it made the news. There was a blurb, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of got washed away in the yep. detritus that's out there. You're right. Is that going to be in the report? You choose your news stories. Yeah, is that going to be in the report that comes out? I mean, uh, we're going to come out and say we don't know that it's, not, but but we have we have a vehicle, but but we don't yeah, know. We don't, we don't know if it's alien or not. Yeah, I, I think that they're yeah. going to do yeah. everything possible to say that that we got something, but they're not going to call it alien. They're just going to say it in a roundabout, obtuse way and say that, well, we know it's not of this earth, and then that's it. They're not going to just declare it as alien. No. That's, I, that, I don't think humanity that's that. I really, i got to be honest with you, I don't think humanity really cares. They I just, do. Well, I, I don't. Well, you, we care because we're, but as a whole, I don't think people really care. You know, I mean, I was just the dawn of a new religion. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, well, there's mm-hmm. probably already a million religions based on something like that. So, well, there was cults going for all sure. the way back to the pictures on the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. I mean, cave paintings. Look at the, look at the pyramids. This. Yeah, look at the well, the the carvings in, in the 16th century churches of of astronauts. Yep. Uh, the reliefs, the like the cave paintings. Uh, across the board. I mean, look at look at the pyramids. What what the hell are those? Right. You know, to put it in perspective, Cleopatra lived closer to the moon landing than she did the construction of the pyramid. Yep. There you go. There you go. Just just I throw mean, that out there. Just throw that out there and think about it. And think about the where they place those uh, those pyramids, how they've been placed. Over ley lines in the ley lines, yes, yeah, over the ley lines. Mm-hmm. We're all on the same page on that one, my friend. Yep. We definitely are. There. Exactly. I, mean, I, I did. Just, just road, all the reading. I just the drove movie. through. You can't tell me anybody can could have built those pyramids with the way they can't handle the roads. I mean, come on. Absolutely. 
Oh, well, in Atlanta, and the roads here have been under construction since I lived here. Let's get the, <laughs> same, let's get the same contractors that built that built the pyramids to come to come finish the roads. <laughs> yeah, are they, are they levitating or liquefying the rock? <laughs> yeah, I know. What, what exactly are they doing? Because I don't. Right now, we'd have a hard time with the technology we have right now trying to reproduce, say, one of the the Giza pyramid. I mean, really, we we would have a hard time trying to reproduce that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you can go back and look at the, the it, all throughout ancient Asia Minor and in mm-hmm. Egypt and all of that, all of the stuff that was built. I, I don't know if you guys have ever had the good fortune to to go to Turkey or not, but I I went in 2013, and wow, it's just amazing the stuff that's buried. The the that go along with. Mary's house, where where she lived after Jesus was crucified, is outside of Ephesus, and one wow. of the most austere places in the world you ever go to. I would love to but see that, just like everything else. Yeah. To put but, the put the duality of man there for you, though, you, you go through, and it's one of the most austere places you'll ever go in your entire life. And they're Catholic pilgrims crawling on their knees to to Mary's house. You go out the back, and it empties into the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, if uh, if that isn't a T-shirt, I crawled on my, I crawled on my knees to Mary's house. Uh, you drink and turn eight, drink and saw Mary's house. Yeah, that's good to say. Uh, honk, honk, like a bumper sticker. Honk if you see somebody on their knees. You know, watch. <laughs> honk, honk if you're a pilgrim. That's <laughs> goodness gracious. Well, well, I, I, well, happy. I, I'm so glad that you that you came on, and this has been a great. I mean, the last 25 minutes have been just a great discussion on 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 a bunch of subjects, as far as I'm oh, concerned. Oh, absolutely, so yeah. thought provoking. Yeah, Unreal. yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope, fantastic. I hope everybody that's listening takes a cue from you, and just that if you've had an experience. Uh, it doesn't matter if they can reach out to us. I'd love them to reach out to it's us. It's okay to talk about it. It's yeah. okay to reach talk out about to, it. Reach out to somebody, you know, and talk about it for sure. There's no shortage of people that are willing to listen now. And That's a lot right. of that has to do with you guys and the guys that we talked about that are doing these podcasts across the board. Right. And, and these blogs and the like. And, you know, the, the pioneers there that – where would we be without these people? Right. I mean, we'd all still be just grasping at straws. So I, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are putting this forum out there and are just so open-minded. And, I mean, talking to you, it's it's something you're passionate about. And you guys aren't getting paid to do this. I know it. Nope. And it it, it's, it, it doesn't go unappreciated. I really appreciate wait. what you guys are doing. Jason, we're not getting paid. Wait. No. Wait a second. Nope. You're not going to make a dollar. But you're going to help a lot of people out. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. We're working on the endorsement deal. Working on the endorsement deal. Yeah. yeah. Maybe eventually yeah. you might make a dollar. <laughs> it was, it well, was uh, they could have a gift shop behind Mary's house. Can't we could sell some t shirts, right? I mean, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I well, hey. I will uh keep you guys posted if I if and when I go back as to if and what happens and then, you know, maybe from there you guys can come down and uh eat drink and see bigfoot i would love that yep, yep. Take, you in the, take you into the swamps but shane i'll send you a couple of pictures of where i'm talking about that man i'll, I'll text them to you 
about some of the, the, the terrain and stuff that I had just to give you an idea of what's going on. Share those then on social media and let everybody give a frame of reference or not? Whatever, whatever I send you, you're more than welcome to use however you want to. All right, cool. Cool. And, and you tell your dad, is your dad still living? He's, he's still living. Mean doesn't die. I didn't know if he had, if he got another one of your pocket knives, but if uh, he's still, well, he's you got a box of <laughs> Tell him and your buddies they got open invitations to come on the show. I will. And, and finally, I would, fest I would love for you to get something out of my old man. I would love for you to get something out of my old man. I, I, I haven't been able to. Make that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Maybe we can there's do no, that. Maybe we can no do sense. that. No sense in him. I'd be curious to see what he'd do about the haunted house. You know, and I would Absolutely. ask. Him. Absolutely. Ask him. Listen, yeah. when your son got hit in the head with a lead pipe, and you didn't well, do it, it scared him. He's the one that it scared him. He's the one that chose to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, listen! It was so much easier to be a dad in the seventies. I just got to say that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, yep. yeah, I'd get arrested for taking my daughter to the Seven Eleven in the back of my pickup truck. <laughs> all right happy well we'll uh hey, we'll let you get going thank you so much for coming on and this is a lot of fun yes we appreciate thank you. it we appreciate you coming guys. on yeah awesome it was fantastic talking to both y'all and i will keep you posted and hopefully we can get pop on there with us one day yes that's our goal right there that would be wonderful absolutely I would love. I'll, I'll keep you posted. But you guys have a fantastic evening. And keep doing what you're doing, fellas. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. Have a good Thank evening. Yeah. Yep. Well, Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.